Welcome to the greatest book club in the universe, or I guess now multiverse. This is the second session of the Geeksplain book club, and right now we're covering volume four of <laughs> at some point like it's gonna like i can hear it so clearly in my head um, but we are covering volume four of invincible if you missed the first session where we covered volumes one through three of invincible go back in the archives just a couple episodes back we're going to be doing this every single friday invincible fridays live on through the geek explained book club and i am joined on this endeavor of going through the entirety of the robert kirkman Corey walker and ryan otley invincible series by my my two brethren, my two fellow guardians of the globe, formerly of the team team. First off, Malcolm Russell Nelson. Aye, aye. And Jacob Brown. Hey, y'all. So uh, this this session, we're covering volume four. And we said something last week, right? Where we were basically <laughs> like, all right, yeah, we got through the first three volumes. And now it's uncharted territory. And then... <laughs> Wouldn't you imagine my surprise, dear listener, when I read through issues 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19, and found that all but two of the issues in this fourth volume are still events in the in the first season of the show. Mm -hmm. um, and apparently I wasn't alone in forgetting some of that. It's wild. Yeah. It's wild. It was, it was kind of an eye-opening thing a lot of times um was just like oh this okay so yeah i kept thinking this was in the first volume and i was like where is that stuff is it really in the next part of this uh, really it's crazy yeah it, it, and i i think they leave out a couple of the best things about this volume actually which right. is a shame which i imagine will be the start of season two but mm -hmm. still like there's a couple of things here that are some of my favorite things in the entire series so yeah let's let's dive into first off then let's just go over the stuff that was covered in the show so that we can kind of get that off the plate and then we'll be able to dive into some real like differences because the thing about this is even though we we're just saying like yeah a lot of the stuff is still covered in the show there are some major differences and it there's has some major differences do, yeah has all to do with timing like there are certain characters that weren't around for these events in the show that are here now so the events that I'm speaking of, really this first uh, first issue of the fourth volume kicks off with yet another Flaxen invasion. Those pesky Flaxens back again. And this is specifically the second attack where they are using these um, the bands, bands, bands yeah. to keep themselves from aging. I love it. That's genius. So good. That's so good. <laughs> That's good comic booking. Yes. It yes. really is. And what I love in in the show that they did with this is they compressed all of the because there's one more campaign after this i i believe mm -hmm. oh yeah, yeah they compressed yeah. all of that into like like the course of like two or three episodes in the show yeah. so yeah. i'm excited to see what they do with the flaxons going forward off of this but yeah yeah the comic at least the guardians of the globe are basically like 
fighting the Flaxons, and they are starting to kind of run up against Cecil and the rest of the uh, Department mm-hmm. of Defense. Because oh, yeah. They're not, they're not filling the shoes that they need to so well. Yeah, we come to that later, but there's a bit where, like, Cecil's just like, no, like, they're not cutting it. Like, they, they suck. <laughs> the old like, Guardians will be able to handle this in a minute. Like, these Guardians yeah. are terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I love. Yeah, and it's... And it's something that, like, I I like that they touched on it in the first season, but I wish we had gotten mm-hmm. more of it because we've kind of already completed that arc of, like, they're the Guardians uh-huh. now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's a shame because we get some really interesting story beats with the inclusion of these characters and that conflict between Cecil and the Guardians. Yeah. Now, one thing that I have to really... Um, I have to put as a negative for this volume was it is still very much early days of writing development for Robert Kirkman when it comes to some of these characters. Debbie and Amber are non-existent characters. And it's yes. awful. Yes. Especially yeah. with how much character they're given in the show, which of course yeah. hindsight is 2020. But yeah. like or 2021, I guess. Ha! Like, hey. Got him. Uh <laughs> Uh, the kisser um but yeah it's it's kind of a shame because really we get to see the you know something that as a prompt is really interesting for debbie to be like all right your life is a complete lie your husband was this you know tyrannical you know fascist alien who was going to you know drop you and your son this entire 20 plus years you've spent together was a lie where do you go from here and almost the laziest thing you could have done is just make her into a raging alcoholic which is give her a drinking problem listen she can stop anytime it helps. It helps her sleep. I, I, yeah, it I believe it. <laughs> it just helps. helps That's my favorite argument is when she's like, it helps calm me down. It helps me sleep. It just helps, Mark. Gross. I'm the parent. <laughs> like, it's gross. It's pretty gross. Yeah. But I will say you do get to see in those moments, Mark showing growth as a character and as a human being. Yeah. Because he doesn't like... He doesn't confront her about it. He doesn't like make her feel less than. He just he no. mentions that like, hey, I've noticed this. Hey, I've noticed that. And when you know it gets to a point where she's starting to kind of raise her voice, gives her a kiss on the cheek, says, "I love you, mom," and he leaves. Like yeah. it's, it's a, it's a strange situation it, to be in. It's a it's a bad choice to have that be a good character moment for Mark, right? Because if that's a cost of Debbie, yeah, um, absolutely. It, but and and that is early early writing. You know that's that's very two thousands writing. Yes. Uh, just like as a whole. But granted, there's like so know. many threads that he's pulling to like continue this growing story yeah. with this, and True. and it is a lot of sacrifices. Like it's, especially with Amber. You know, like oh, my Amber's goodness. non-existent. Yeah, Amber, she's yeah. just there to Amber's be like not a she's just there to be a girl. Late. Yeah, he's yeah. always late. What is he doing? Why does he have a beeper? Yeah, the first three issues of this are all Amber being like, hey, can we hang out? And he's like, no, sorry, I got to go. He's like, like, hey, I got to go do a thing. That's her involvement for the most of this, like, volume. Yeah. 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 She's crap, Mary Jane. (laughs) Yeah, she really is. 
Yeah. Which is even, even making her, even calling her Mary Jane is like too much, you know? She's, yeah. It's like a, it's like a Liz <laughs> Allen or some D-list love yeah, interest, she's, you know what I mean? She's garbage Liz Allen. I mean, she, you know, she does have strong Liz Allen vibes. Yeah. To she be does. fair. Like, yeah. that is exactly who that character is supposed to be, I think. Yeah. And then we also get to see kind of, we're still in this weird space with William. He's still figuring himself out. <sighs> we have this weird little, you know, romance. And I the use, William Eve thing the word, sucks. Yeah, it's I use so that word bad. romance very liberally because. By the way, that is if you that, are that was a, a fan, romance of convenience. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. If you're a fan of uh, William, I I got bad news for you kids who are like invested <laughs> in him in this comic. Because I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna why? go. It's just every comment. <laughs> If you've noticed every comment he when he mentions in this comic, it's always something negative. It's always something like him of just being like, here, oh, like give me give me a little bit of moment. Like, yeah, he overreacts <laughs> when he when the boss guy of uh, of the that. burger mart of the burger mart. Yeah, yeah, I loved yeah. that moment. Yeah, that moment yeah, where hilarious. he just it's very funny. But it, yeah. but it's, like, he but is at the same time with a lot, sir. Exactly. <laughs> I just I just like, love that Burger Mark guy coming over. He's like, you thought you could come in here, huh? You <laughs> thought you were having such a good day, Mark Grayson. Well, I think not. Like, <laughs> he just comes over to heckle, and I think that's so funny. That's this forty-year-old so bald man yeah. <laughs> literally just, has nothing better to do in his life. He has right? nothing better to do than heckle some teen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. You left me high and dry, Mike. <laughs> Look at you now eating my burgers. Shoes on the other foot now, hey like, sunshine. What a dweeb, God! Oh, like, absolute loser. I wanted to pants him. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Egg his house. Oh, that's so funny. But so, um, I'm sorry, but 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 William is just uh, he just every time he's just always open and especially when he's trying to like be with eve or so mm -hmm. it just it always felt like a one-sided relationship overcompensating like way oh, too much like all the time and yeah. it's just, just so sad <laughs> there, there's a bit later where he where like eve stays on his couch and he yeah. comes downstairs in yeah. the morning in just a shirt and like underwear yeah and you know for whitey tighties he sleeps in pants and took off his pants to go downstairs like, you know that he did because yes, he had to keep up the totally. act. The, that's the interesting thing is knowing, especially, I mean, you know, if, if you've seen the show, you know that William is, like, very out and proud of yeah. being gay, which is awesome. Yeah. But in the comic, that's a long journey. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> and you could tell with every moment, like, knowing that that's the outcome is like, oh, yeah. No, this is classic, like, overcompensation. This makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. Like, of course, he goes to date Eve, like, Dating Eve is kind of gay. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. It's like saying a lot. Boy, like you couldn't have put a better oh beard on on his like, face. It's kind of perfect. So it's like, kind of awesome. he makes her fly him. Yes. <laughs> I it's love just, when she and Mark are talking about that later too. He's like, yeah. oh yeah, as soon as he found out, he makes me fly him every time. He's like, yeah, we had like a week of that. <laughs> so I love it. The the rest of the stuff that I do want to cover that was in the first season. Uh, we get that uh, we get 
the adventure on Mars, where we meet the Sequids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get the adventures, or we get the um, the reveal that Russ Livingston has been supplanted by an unnamed, as of yet, Martian. Mm-hmm. Has right. taken his form and left the original Russ on Mars to be taken as a host by the Sequids. One of the best one pages in a comic I think I've ever read is him sitting on the ship as they're going home, and he looks to his left and sees that the guy on the left has a patch. So he switches the patch on his left side and looks at his right, sees that the guy on his right has the American flag, switches that patch, and the sister's like, Yeah, I did it. Yeah, <laughs> got it. And, and one of my favorite page turn okay. gags is still, you know, him talking to the Martian Emperor and him being like, I'm afraid that's not possible. There's something to be executed. He's like, like executed. Executed. And then the next time like, go, go, run. <laughs> that was they they did that so well and in they, the show. They yeah. nailed it for the show. It's just like that I completely understand. Go, 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 go. <laughs> it's it's so good. And it's as much as we were bagging on Kirkman for his writing of female characters, he is still a phenomenal writer when it comes to comedic timing. He's very good at what he does. But alongside this, alongside the adventures on Mars, we also get the episode with titan who is one of my favorite characters in this universe um yep we get to see him he's established in an earlier issue cleaning up after an alien invasion which we will get to but Uh it's pretty it more or less plays out mostly like the show does except we get much less of him as (laughs) like his backstory family whatnot which Uh you know doesn't allow us to form as much of a connection and i think makes the betrayal a little bit more telegraphed to yes as a for sure but when they bust in there and you know machine heads like yeah whatever man and he like raises up the door we were all shocked because we talked all this stuff about you know battle beast not showing up this early and mark not being ready for him and there, and there he, he is, is. There he's is. the first one yeah he's the first he's the first one, one. <laughs> yeah battle beast, I, baby. It's it's crazy how I guess faithful to the comic that episode was now. Yeah, yeah like, the, on, the only the only difference is that all the guardians don't get smashed. There Correct. isn't the monster girl thing. Yeah. And since bulletproof is on the team, also bulletproof is there. Hi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is bulletproof. He has all the same <laughs> powers as Mark. Hi. Bulletproof rocks. Uh bulletproof, bulletproof has the same costume that Mark was going to have. Yeah, which that's... is something that they didn't do in the show. Yeah. So yes. I wonder how that's going to be handled. Yes. Well, be... I mean, they didn't show him the costume. Like they just, you know, I, I don't know. Wait, they, didn't they show him that disc costume in the show? Didn't he have that on? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. They may have showed it like in a case or something. Yeah, maybe it was in like the background or something. Well, yeah. no, yeah, I thought it was like a montage of him putting different costumes on, and that was one of the so. costumes he had. Because that's, that's in like, the book. I but I think in the book it is. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember that being in the show, but that's yeah. definitely in the book. Um, but yeah, yeah Bulletproof the is there and he's all uh, so is yeah. Immortal. Immortal's there and he's yes! like, they run through the entire crew except for Battle Beast, and Battle Beast gives Malcolm's favorite line of the entire volume. Today is not a good day. <laughs> I was promised a battle. <laughs> absolutely bodies both uh Black Samson and Bulletproof, love which love it a little odd. 
I feel that the uh, white tiger guy goes after the two black guys. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, the, but the only two, <laughs> the only two people from the Guardians that get bodied are the two black guys. Are the two black guys? Yeah. Well, Meanwhile, Abraham Lincoln's weird. over there. It's like, well, I freed them, so you know. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you know. Oh, Ooh. Man. oh, this is skin Ooh. deep. This is skin deep. So, oh man. Um, Mark does not get as bad a beating as he does in the show. No, um, he like he's okay. He gets yeah. wrecked, but he's basically sitting in the hospital next to the broken, battered bodies of Samson and Bulletproof. And he's like, yeah, yeah you should be good in a couple hours. These guys, no. <laughs> these guys are screwed. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of that issue, which is the end of uh, issue 19, we see Titan taking his place at the head of, um, of the, mafia essentially of all of machine heads former businesses looking good in that black swelter suit real with the with the rose with the red rose rose, rocking his anti wilson fisk look that's exactly it's very very nice it's black wilson fisk (laughs) yeah so now that we've covered all the stuff that was in the show let's dive into the stuff that wasn't in the show namely we teased it last week fish wedding fish wedding fish, fish wedding. wedding let's talk fish about wedding it. is my favorite single issue of this run i think <laughs> it's <laughs> actually give, give, give us the breakdown really good. Let, let us know fish wedding is so good so uh I, I never know how to pronounce the name is it aquas or aquarius I think it's Aquarius. Uh, Aquarius. So Aquarius was one of the guardians of the globe. He's the Aquaman analog. He's literally just a giant fish boy. Uh, he gets killed naturally by Ami Man killing all the guardians. And the people underwater are really pissed about it. And the only way to make it up is for uh, Mark to, well, is for Omni Man to come and marry, uh, <laughs> marry the queen. Who is the <laughs> widow of of Aquarius? Uh, but since Omni Man flew off into space, Mark is gonna have to do. So Cecil's like, "Listen, go down there. Give us a couple hours. I'm sure our legal team can figure out something." He's like, "Yeah, that's fine. I'm game." And goes down there, and <laughs> there's a really good joke about like the water walls being like episode one. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> he's like, "Oh, that crappy Star Wars film did that." He's like, "Yeah, we know." Like, <laughs> <laughs> so he goes down there, and they put him in a dress. Uh, because that's custom. <laughs> uh, and the guy, the, the fish boy who's who's getting him ready uh, is actually in love with the queen and is like really upset that like the queen has to marry someone else. Uh, you know, that the only person who's worthy is the person who killed her former husband. Uh, and it's a marriage by combat. Uh, first, you have to fight this giant like sea beast and then you have to uh, publicly bang her. Which <laughs> is in weird. an arena full like, in an of the arena? Yeah, yeah, while everyone cheers, everyone in the nation just cheers. Uh, which, really which, weird. And Mark's know, like, yeah, I'm not about that. Like, I'm still a virgin, dude. <laughs> I'm not about to go kiss and, like, hook up with some fish lady. So he plans with the with the uh, uh, sire, the, like, servant, you know, hey, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to fake the I'm going to fake the fight. Like, I'm going to pretend to get beaten up and I'm going to put you in there and I'm going to help you beat the guy, beat the big monster thing. Helps him big, beat the big monster thing. The queen is thrilled and Mark takes off before the hookup starts. <laughs> and it's and wonderful. The, way that the queen is drawn is just ridiculous. <laughs> it's it a little a horrifying. Head. And then her body is like 90s Pamela Anderson. Yes. It's the weirdest it's thing. It's uncomfortable. Like, it is very uncomfortable. It's pretty gross. <laughs> it sounds... It's, 
like early 2000s Ugh. comics is what it sounds like that's, <laughs> that's exactly it that's exactly it it's it's hilarious what a it's weird so like if this is an episode one of season two i'm very disappointed <laughs> yes <laughs> i agree episode one Episode one, I want to see in that hour long. I want to see bulletproof Angstrom Levy and a yep. fish wedding and a fish That's wedding. What I want all in see all in the. Give first me episode. all of that. That's the, if if it's not there, they failed. I'm throwing they that failed. out. <laughs> the show's yeah. an F automatically. <laughs> Speaking of uh, of bulletproof, they also there's this funny subplot in the early issues of this volume where robot has to confront monster girl about her sexually harassing bulletproof yep yep that is that is my favorite part of this entire run (laughs) of this entire thing was just like are you kidding me but i love a robot depraved of emotion is actually talking to her as like listen i gotta be the gotta address gotta, the elephant in the room here it's like listen you're, you're coming on way too strong like it's, it's uncomfortable for him he he's always like bulletproof has come to me and yeah. asked me <laughs> many to tell times you to, asked you asked me to Ro- tell you to stop robot playing hr is really a good <laughs> idea like, <laughs> he shouldn't be the leader of the guardians he should just be the hr yes, i think that's way funnier yeah. <laughs> And, and I just like, love her reaction of like, listen, like I'm a 30 something year old woman trapped yeah. in this body. I, it's happened to me like all the way, like I can't do anything about this. Yeah. And he's hot as hell. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I have urges. I have She's like, needs. I have urges. I have needs. I may look 12, but I'm not 12, baby. <laughs> <laughs> And so basically, I just, I love that. All the like little minute stuff, I really, really love about this. I was telling Jacob uh, off mic that this feels much smaller in scope than the last three volumes. Yes. Strange. This is like straight up the superhero stuff. Yeah, but it feels like day to day, like day in the life kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. which I think on one hand was a little jarring, you know, reading that and like after this big revelation you expect like you know it to ramp up and believe me dear listener it fucking does it's but, about like to. this yeah. is like a nice little kind of come down session and one the of calm the, before uh, the storm exactly yes and one of the things yes. that they do is they start to very slowly start to piece together and start to give you little hints and tidbits of stuff that's to come like debbie uh-huh. makes a friend with um with art with nolan with art and with nolan's old uh, publicist claire oh yeah claire, yes is also married to that. a superhero yeah. Yeah. super patriot yeah <laughs> and that so was we get that was during her... your fish issue is like <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. this great subplot with debbie going to meet uh uh claire, claire. and yeah. uh meeting super patriot and th- this establishes a nice little like can i be honest with you kind of like conversation yeah I, with she them. has somebody to that. talk to which is yeah. great yeah i love when mark comes to pick her up too yeah. and she's mm-hmm. like oh this is my son mark he's like mom like keep it easy she's like i'm your mother i can tell whoever i want <laughs> <laughs> Like Debbie's great. I love Debbie. She's yeah. hilarious. And and thankfully she does get better as the series goes on and we start to yeah. see more agency from her, which is awesome. Yeah, I think it's a good move that the show bumped that up. That she's Agreed. a character now. Oh yeah. So yeah. now when when that character goes through that, if they put the character through the whole, you know, drunk 
phase, yeah. it, it's honestly more viable. You feel like more it, about it. You feel more about it yeah. because I already have connected with her. She's not just someone who I've seen like three times. Exactly. You know, like I, I have a connection to Sandra O oh as Debbie. So yeah, I'll take it. But I think the most important issue of this volume and really the one that is going to be the most relevant as the story goes along is issue 17, which introduces us not just to the concept of the multiverse, but also to one Angstrom Levy. Angstrom Levy. Now, this issue opens up with a full-scale mark in the middle of a villain's speech while fire and death is raining down from the sky in New York City. Uh Um, we're introduced to Angstrom Levy, who is hiding out in this uh, homeless person's cardboard box, which ends up actually being an entrance to an underground lab where he is paired up with um, just the worst dressed uh, immortal and robot just in straight homeless yeah. clothes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're basically talking about like, yeah, like this invasion's going. We don't know where Omni-Man is. Angstrom Levy is the only person who's as smart as Robot. We got to figure this out. And then boom, like Invincible. And Invincible Omni-Man and Omni-Man. Burst in. Uh-huh. And you get the revelation that this is another Earth because this Angstrom Levy is yanked through the wall by another Angstrom Levy, that being our Angstrom Levy of the mainline Invincible world. And as they kind of step out, they are welcomed by a giant alien invasion, which is being repelled by Invincible and the Guardians of the Globe. And what I think is really interesting with this and kind of feeds into what we were talking about earlier with the... um, with the conflict between Cecil and the guardians is the response to this invasion. And the fact that it, you know, ends so poorly, quote unquote, yeah. um, yes. results in robot getting fired as mm-hmm. the leader of the guardians and uh-huh. the immortal, you know, put in his place. Um, the page where this happens, where Cecil is basically telling him like, you failed. You suck. Immortal's the man now. He's like effective immediately. He's the leader of this team. You're welcome to stay on as a member. I believe with your intelligence, you can be valuable in that capacity, but the decision is yours to make. And there are two silent robot panels. And even though there is no emotion on this suit of armor's face, you can you can feel that he is seething. He is just, oh, he's taking this hard. And then he yeah. just goes, I'll stay. For now. For now. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I'm excited to see if they approach this, but from the now Rudy version of Robot in the show, it'll be interesting if they, you know, Mm -hmm. if Cecil's like, well, now you're a kid. Like, I got to appoint. It does give more context. Yeah. 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 That totally makes more. I hadn't thought about that. I just thought of it now. Like, it's it's really interesting. And we do get a little bit of. Uh, levity in that as well because who shows up at the Pentagon but one Damien Darkblood so <laughs> let Cecil know that he's got a lead on the Close murder on the of the Guardians of the <laughs> and the and the secretary at the desk is just like oh you don't know like it's Omni Man everyone in the world knows it you don't watch television huh she like, laughs him out of the building laughs him out of the room as he goes Herm, Herm. Like, Herm. <laughs> You go get them, discount Rorschach. I love it. I love it. So good. Real quick, is that the last we ever see of him in this comic? Because because no okay he shows up again doing the same thing i think like one other time I okay because yeah. i know I for sure that. in the 
in the show, that was the one thing that was really cool in the show was just real quick that, making him an actual character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then then getting rid of rid of him like when when they did, I was just like, wait, yeah, does that actually happen? Because I actually don't remember. Yeah, that That's that so is cool. an entirely different thing. The like seance that they did to, or the exorcism, I guess, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to to exercise him was totally different. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Super cool too. It's super cool. But then by the end of this issue, we realized that. The Angstrom Levy that was yanked from his parallel Earth is not the first to be uh, to get that treatment. In in fact, our Angstrom Levy has been collecting an army of sorts of other Angstrom Levies from all over, and then in a very Hickman esque way. Yes, <laughs> that, the most Hickman page in this entire run so far is just and he, these and Kirkman this Council of Levies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is incredible and then we get uh the graduation we actually yeah. pay off you know uh -huh. this whole like oh, i'm gonna finish high school we get uh amber and mark actually going on a date and you get yeah. to see them yes. have banter which made me care for her for the first time in the in the comic yeah uh, um i'm not saying a lot no i'm just saying like it's better than nothing right it is better than nothing i guess and then there is this, there's this really sad moment where, like, Mark kind of brings Amber inside and he sees mm. him kind of passed out on the couch. He's like, let's just go outside because um, he doesn't want Amber to see his mom like that. And it's mm. it's heartbreaking. It really is. Yeah. Mm. He's a good kid. He is a good kid. He's a really, He's a really good really son, good kid. like a really good son in this. And it puts me to shame just like reading about his life and just like hearing this because it's like, yeah, there's some. The guy's growing up, he just, yeah. like from just like that whole um, yeah. last three volumes, you know. Re readers remember that he's a good kid. Okay, yeah. just remember, remember yeah, just remember, remember down the line that he's he's a good kid. Remember, just remember, remember that. his face is the face of a good kid and not the face of someone who is evil. Just <laughs> remember that. Um, but anyway, to segue to something that's not at all related, I promise, Angstrom Levy comes and breaks out the Molly <laughs> twins. Yeah. Um, out of the uh, out of the prison, which I th I think is really interesting because going with the timing of the show now, if this uh -huh. happens, this will be the second time that someone so recruits they... the Mahler twins. Yes, mm -hmm. which I find exactly. fascinating. Yeah. Which is a problem. Yes, <laughs> I hate. They're gonna have to figure yes. out how to work with that. Yeah. yeah. How are they gonna get duped again? Again. again, they're again. gonna get duped again. Yeah, yeah, That's stupid. Like, yeah. they're smart guys. That's the whole point. <laughs> but I think my favorite part of issue eighteen is all the stuff with Capes Incorporated. I, yes. lo I, I loved this. Like, Mark gets a call, so um, he go so he has good. to go to Manhattan because a uh, this guy who came up with the serum that made his wife immortal and never age basically tried to do it the same to him. And it turned him essentially into, um, Mr. Hyde, Mr. Hyde, yeah. or what yeah. is that? Um, abomination that character. No. Yes. But no. um, general Eiling. Do you, remember, yeah. do you remember yeah, the, the general limited? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Turned himself into like this freaky looking thing. But anyway, yeah. Um, Mark gets a mention, which I don't know if it's the first time it's mentioned in the comic, but he's, you know, Cecil says there's a capes crew on the case, but uh -huh. just, we want you there to minimize collateral damage. And this very much feels like a very like, um, street level story because, 
Mark goes in there and he is immediately like two notches above whatever is going on here. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's way above these cats. Like, yeah. He's wrecking the three guys. And so he, he's like, Hey, uh, how long does this guy need to hold his breath for? He's like, why? And then there's this amazing page where Mark is just flying this guy up into orbit. And it's like, as his face is just slapping. (laughs) And it's, it's a wonderful sequence of panels. Um, It's perfect. And they bring up the fact that what is um what is his name? Commander oh, Capitalism. Commander Capitalism. Capitalism yeah. has been dating this guy's ex-wife for yeah. like six months or whatever. And we find out that <laughs> you know afterwards, you know, they're able to subdue this guy. We get our first appearance of Kid Thor, which I'm a Hell yeah. I love that. Hell movie. yeah. Love Great Thor. costume. Great, Great costume. costume. Great it's costume. just the Rocketeer. But with a giant hammer. Yeah. And it's not even a hammer. It's a cinder and it's not even block a hammer. With a, it's just a, with a yeah. broom handle. Like, yeah. I love it so much. Give, I give me love a 12 it. issue maxi series from Tom King and Mitch Jarrods just called Kid Thor. Uh, <laughs> I would honestly just, just sad read all the capes. time. I would just read, read the trade. So I would too. Yeah. I want like, a trade. capes book. It's always made Why me mad that no they did like guarding book? the globe and like they did all these other spinoffs, but they never did capes. Because I would have totally read like, capes. These, these are well, the there is a trade back guys. of capes that is available. No, there's there. not. Yeah, there is. Yeah, this, is this there? Totally is. No, yeah. there's not. Yeah, there totally is. Oh my gosh! I'm like, hold on, listeners. I'm getting through my like. Okay, while and getting while Jacob goes and grabs us and proves us as liars. Um. The concept of Capes Incorporated is that they're basically it's just called... the nine to fives. They're the beat cops of the superhero community. Mm-hmm. And as as Jacob's getting back on mic here, I just I love the concept of that. I love yeah, the idea. I think it's such a good idea. Cops. They're walking the beat. They're you know, he's he says at one point to uh to Invincible uh ca- Commander Capitalism does, he says, uh, you did good out there, kid. If you ever want health care and overtime pay for what you're already doing, give us <laughs> what you're already doing. I love he's it. Like, and I love that okay. guy. That guy is super cool. Like, (laughs) and oh my god okay show us so it's called punching the clock it's called punching the clock oh my god holy crap yeah it's it's issues one through three of the miniseries that uh that originally came out plus a 72 page it's 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 mark engelbert engelbert uh engel yeah it was backups in Invincible. Yes, it was. Oh. It's a 72-page backup story originally published in Invincible oh during God. the time. I am going yeah. to get that now. Yeah, this is I actually this is available on Skybound if uh, Skybound wants to actually uh, endorse <laughs> us a little bit. Uh, Skybound does not sponsor this book club, but they could totally sponsor this book club. Just oh Skybound. my Just god! Yeah. That's it's incredible. A, it's a beautiful. There's so many. There's so much Kit Thor. By the way, this guy. Yeah, the guy that attacks. In this, he comes back. In this, he comes back. He's in the. He's in to punch the Captain tip. Capitalism in to the face. Cap- I imagine. Yeah, I, exactly. I need to read this book. This book yeah, is this amazing. going to happen. Cool. They fight a giant alligator, uh, king, yes. Egyptian god. They fight a big-headed, uh, Modoc kind of person. But they, they, it's it's a lot is explained. That's there's amazing. a lot of other characters. Oh yeah, I love that so much. Too. I you, am going. I'm going to get. I that recommend. As soon as we're done here. Uh, I'll be I'll be here that. for your side uh, <gasps> comic adventures. Oh, this actually comes before they show up in there. Yes, really. Yes, yes because indeed. this I'm I'm looking at some of the preview pages right now. Right, and right, it's right. Got like 
them like oh you can't see that that's blinding uh <laughs> it's it's like before yeah. captain capitalism hooks up with the chick yes oh yes, my correct. god yeah, that dude that's this, so cool that that's exactly so it. cool yeah i'm yeah. getting this i'm going to read this yeah comic. they fight machine yeah. head they uh the we are awesome. going to i'm, I'm yeah. just gonna say it maybe bonus tapes, episode maybe a bonus episode on <laughs> yeah. tapes yeah. we might have to do it subscribe right. to the patreon uh, <laughs> subscribe to the patreon <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to my non-existent patreon guys just do it um i'm gonna make that's it happen so cool that's so that's cool, so cool. Yeah. i had yeah. no idea that was the thing there and that's, brace that's yourself the, there's that's a lot of the side stuff that's uh one of in the terms best of the, about this book is like yeah the world building the the wow. world building is so extensive that you're just like oh wait hey wait a minute this is mentioned in in what so-and-so i love this is, it see this and is gonna I come out later this. Listeners, th this is going to happen like throughout the book where it's going to yeah. be like, check out Guarding the Globe, number one. And I just took Excuse that as me. joke, as jokes. Mm -hmm. Nope. I was I just like, oh, it's a funny little thing. Nope. nope. Like the Wolfman one is serious. I don't know if they collect that issue in the trade or not. That's they, the Wolfman one is serious. They do. I love okay, this good. so much. Good. Um, awesome. We might have to do a bonus episode just on the world of Invincible. That Hell yeah. Be actually really good. Yeah. But um, anyway. Uh, wrapping up issue 18 that that amazing cape side tangent that i blew my mind now. yeah that blew my uh, mind i still have to read sweet tooth yeah i'll read it later <laughs> um nope you're gonna have to do that anyway, too um, i'll do that with you <laughs> yeah it's it's so good and then the issue wraps up issue 18 wraps up with the graduation the uh -huh. high school graduation and mark chucking his uh graduation cap into space by accident yeah. i love it that's oh crap they they I'm, mess up on the show not having that be a recurring gag yeah him just yeah. with the trash can or with the yeah. trash bag because that's going to be such a nice recurring gag like i think it's either in the next volume or the volume after where the cap finally like lands <laughs> so there is as we kind of come around to this last issue which is the mars issue I have to talk to you guys about this first page of issue number 19. Oh, yeah. Because I had PTSD reading this and seeing this image of Mark oh, no. holding up an apartment building and saying, don't be scared. Oh, I, yep. oh yeah. I had uh -huh. PTSD flashbacks. Yeah. I got incredibly tense and mm -hmm. I was just like, I don't like this page. I don't like this comic. I, I'm putting this down and I'm going to come back to this later because I am still dealing with my trauma. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it's messed up. Listeners that don't know, um, Mark is essentially holding up a collapsing apartment building, but it's much more casual this time. He says to uh, he says to this mother and her child, he says, don't be scared. I'm good. I'm not tired or anything. You've got some time. Gather up your things, toys, family photos, whatever. Just uh, be quick about it. I don't know how long this stuff will hold before it starts breaking apart. Yeah. Very cash. Very casual. Yeah. Very mm -hmm. cool headed. Again, just woof. That He's a good guy. He's a good, it's just, just remember Mark Grayson is a good person. Just remember Mark Grayson is a good guy. Heart, it's a Mark good Grayson guy. is a good person. So we're going to have to get shirts for the podcast now to say Mark Grayson, say Mark is, Grayson a is a good guy. Good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get uh, snapbacks. We're going to get hats. Ooh, Mark Grayson is a good person. Mark Grayson is a good person. If you are a uh, if you're a graphic designer and you would like to design that Mark Grayson is a good person t-shirt <laughs> and or Boom. baseball cap. Uh, oh, Give me, give me some, uh, contact me, geeksplained at gmail.com. Send me an email. Hit us up. Figure it out. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, and really that kind of covers it. We already talked about Mars and everything that went along with yeah. that. But um, Angstrom Levy does talk to uh, the Mahler twins about why he brought them because mm -hmm. he reveals that he took all of his past or uh, all of his alternate selves from throughout the multiverse and brought them all to this location across a few different earths because he wants to download all of their knowledge into his brain wild um and the yeah he's a nutter do it so yeah. that all i'm going to say dear listeners is keep your eyes on angstrom levy because it's not going to end well for anybody angstrom but, levy is not a good guy not a good guy that he tries be, to be, but be he's not a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a good guy. He's not a good guy. But I always thought his intentions were actually really good. Uh, yes, like, like he, that's sure. always the thing. Is like it's just that he's a crap box. Well, yes. you, you'll see why. <laughs> <laughs> you'll all hear why. So as we are wrapping up here for session two for volume four of Invincible, any final thoughts on the book? We'll start with Jacob. Um. Uh, Honestly, this is the way to think about this is uh, after everything that happened in the last volume, this is an etch a sketch. This is like, okay, the most the most traumatic thing just happened uh, that that we just set up this world and then just drop this bomb. And now we are getting over this bomb. So welcome to now you are in a fresh start with everyone else in this world as you're continuing on learning about this world from here on out. And this is a good step of multiple uh, storylines starting to blossom from the seed uh, that was planted as like multiple like buds are just are fuming are just beginning to bloom. Uh, and that's kind of the exciting that's that's kind of the most exciting part about this volume for me is that, oh, my gosh, it's going to lead to so many things and i have no idea where it's going and it's too much to keep track of so when it happens you're genuinely surprised mm -hmm. i loved the amount of metaphors in that that was really that was cool. wonderful that was wonderful i tried so good. uh malcolm final thoughts on volume four uh volume four is titled head of the class i like to think that it's titled head of the class because mark gets top marks uh Ooh. yeah <laughs> and i can't wait for the next volume which fearful listeners will know that the next volume is titled the facts of life which is the sexy one the sexy one sexy one <laughs> so i i gotta echo all you guys i am i'm just still buzzing about capes actually having a book <laughs> I'm very it's excited. Genuinely blown my mind. I love, I'm kind of upset that I didn't. And it's know about 72 this. pages. I'm Blowing so people's mind is what I do. Uh, that, that's that's you why Jacob's well. on the pod. That's why Jacob's you do it well. part of this book book club. So um, honestly, I really enjoyed this. It is a bit of a come down after the peak climax of like that emotional confrontation between Mark and Nolan. Um, no Nolan. He is off in space. Uh -huh. They've lost track of him. Uh, we don't know exactly what is going to happen to him yet, but I am very excited to go into volume five. This is going to be this is going to be a fun ride for sure. So that is going to do it for uh, this edition, session number two of the Geek Explain Book Club. Uh, join us next week, next Invincible Friday, for volume five, which, as uh, as Malcolm has said, is the sexy one. The facts of life uh -huh. 
keep it locked here. Uh, I believe that's going to be issues 20 through 25 through 25. Let's, let's check. I want to say 20 through 25. And there's also maybe like a, like a, Uh, like a little side thing in there too. Oh really? Yeah. There's a, there's a zero issue in there. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, it'll be uh, issue zero and then issue 20 through 24. So make sure I don't know what the issue zero is. It's just, you will. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Make sure okay. you do your reading. We will see you right back here next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. But for now, for Geek Explain, this is Eric Kazana. Jacob, go. Jacob Brown. <laughs> and Malcolm. <laughs> and we will see you next time. <laughs>